guys, I'm Matt Brown with Accurate Perspective. These are my co-hosts, Lindsay and Mark. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I should say Mark is a guest host today. Uh, Dave, who typically joins us, is uh, in the process of moving, um, and he's having fun. As if you've ever sold a house in your life, you, uh, you know how fun that is. Um, it's not. It's not fun mm -hmm. at all. Um, when the process is done, you're, you're, you're very thankful. So um, anyway, so Mark, he jumped in. Uh, he's the owners of uh, Mac Daddy Coffee Roasters, uh, sponsor of the show. Uh, thanks for joining us, Mark. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm excited about this. Yeah. I mean, you already had a podcast microphone. Look at you. You're like ready to roll, man. <laughs> it's actually, I got to work too. So, I mean, it's a lucky day. <laughs> so today, guys, next week, ballots drop. Can you believe that? We've been talking since filing day was when this podcast actually first dropped to the public. Um, and <clears throat> we're now at the point of where ballots are going to be hitting people's mailboxes come uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday next week. And I thought it would be kind of fun to do a uh, voter's guide breakdown of all the different races and kind of see what they say about themselves. Um, not us, but just let's see what they what they have to say. So we're going to start with the uh, Congress races. I'm going to make sure I got this all set up right. Hit share. And if you guys are listening on the audio podcast, we're going to make sure we articulate everything well for you because you're not going to see what we're showing. Um, but uh, sharing the screen. Uh, we'll start with the federal candidates, and we're going to move to the Congress since it applies to us. We'll start with Corey Gibson. Lindsay, what, why don't you start us off with him? All righty. So let's see. Are we going to read the whole thing, are we? Okay. So Corey started uh, marketing at 27. He's 44. He has an extensive experience working with foreign governments, networks, studios, global brands, NGOs, and argued. Argue, agriculture companies, if I can read. It's very, it's yeah. very small on my screen. Uh, graduated from CELA, uh, 97, uh, studied political science and, and foreign affairs at Bellevue College. Um, he won a National Humanitarian Award for Community Service at age 17 in his 20s. He's become a creative director and host of Walt Disney Company. Interesting. Uh, largest employee charity event. Today, Corey sits on the board of a foster agency for high-risk children. And this is his statement. He says, I believe it is the duty of every patriotic American to decide what their role will be in our fight to save this great nation. We've learned that a weak Republican is more dangerous than a Democrat, giving us false hope while our individual liberties are slowly stripped away. We can no longer elect our leaders based on good intentions alone. I'm a strong conservative with a plan for how I will be an effective America first Republican in Congress. Instead of telling you what I will do, I can tell you what I am doing. Uniting America first candidates from across the country and creating a coalition ready to fight the swamp on both sides. Our party is changing and I believe I represent the future of the Republican Party, patriotic, innovative and ready to put America first again. I founded the America first pact a national alliance of conservative candidates who will fight the swamp together once elected, dedicated to, among other things, enacting term limits, eliminating the Department of Education, securing our border, energy independence, removal of CRT from all government institutions, supporting law enforcement, and impact, impeaching Biden. <laughs> well, and it's interesting. So he has, this is his first campaign for elected office. So he has no elected experience. It's his first time running through this. Um, you know, I guess you got to start, start somewhere. And I'm surprised you started uh, running for Congress, but you know, they got to start somewhere, I guess. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do the next one. Every time we restart on here, uh, Lauren Culp. Well, you guys probably know Lauren. Um, you know, he ran most recently, uh, in 2020 for governor uh was the republican um nominee to go against jay Inslee. ended up losing but there was a couple things that he did do he had uh, 1.7 million people vote uh for him which was apparently i didn't realize this but apparently it's the largest um vote total for any republican um, wow yeah 
State. And he still lost, which is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, you get that many votes, you feel like you win. Um, but it was a good experience. He put Republican PCO as two terms. Um, everybody can see this, right? Okay. Um, he's a veteran of the U.S. Army, 101st Airborne Division, small business owner for 20 years. He's been a detective, sergeant, and chief of police, which is interesting because a lot of people always say he's a sheriff or was a sheriff. He's not a sheriff. He's a chief of police. So interesting change. <coughs> Um, number one bestseller, author, uh, 2020, we already said that, uh, for governor. You know, and also what's actually kind of interesting is this information is actually in the voter's guide. Um, not to throw Lauren under the bus or anything, but in 2020, he did not have this information, <laughs> voter guide. So, kind of a big deal <laughs> um, that he got it in there. Uh, community service, um, well, let's go to education. Uh, he, again, U.S. Army Advanced Individual Training, Combat Engineer, Honor Graduate, U.S. Army Drill Sergeant School, bunch more military stuff, <laughs> um, Central Texas College, Washington State Peace Officers Academy, and Dual Purpose K-9 Handler. That's actually kind of crazy to Lauren when he was in, um, you know, his dream was to be the chief of police and, and, and then be a K-9 officer. <laughs> As a dream, as a kid. Um, he's living his dream. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Community service, gun owners of America, veterans of foreign war- wars, police chief of the decade. Interesting. Awarded he to the city of Republic for outstanding law and drug enforcement. Um, <clears throat> I think the big piece, so we're not going to read the entire story. <laughs> statements of all of these candidates because they're very long but uh the key piece is that lauren culp is the only candidate endorsed by president trump and is the and president trump and is the undisputed people's champion that's interesting statement to make but he made it (laughs) right right (laughs) um and uh, yeah so i I would go check him out you know this race has been hard one to figure out who you're voting for because there's so many options um so we're gonna go back to the next one brad clippert yeah all right mark you want to take this one away yeah you bet brad uh see elected to and served in the uh, House Representative, seven terms, that's for 14 years, um, passing many bills, receiving many awards, including Legislature of the Year and serving Republican uh, leadership. Uh, so he's uh, ex-military as well. He's been uh, 34, yeah, 34 years, has a master's degree in teaching, BA in behavioral science, um, nationally certified uh, paramedic, EMT. Uh, he's got a whole list of degrees behind his name there. And um, uh, for uh, community service, he got school resource officer for KB and Finley School Districts, hands-on service with Habitat for Humanity and Second Harvest. And, um, yeah, I actually got to meet uh, Brad a couple of times, and he's a real nice guy. And um, I don't think he's let uh, his service in the, the Congress go to his head yet, So, which is kind of exciting. So, but. Yeah, I mean – if you look at seven terms, yeah, 14 years, that's a long time yeah. um, to be there. And I mean, this last year, um, he, he won the legislator of the year, at, legislator of the year and a Democrat. He's a Republican. Legislator of the year award for passing the most bills in Olympia. And he's a Republican. Yeah, that's wow. that's a it's a I mean. Brad knows how to get stuff done. Especially, so. Yeah, especially when you're when you're in a in a house and legislative body uh, full of the uh, opposing uh, parties. So yeah, that's really something else to say. Right, it's pretty impressive. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, let's see. So this guy's name I will always screw up. So I'm not even gonna try. Um, but he is the new. He's the newbie on the block. Um, he just jumped in. I'm going to try it. Jasek Kobe-ish. Uh, something like that. Um, he's ever uh, statements here, but so we're just going to, we'll go through it. Elected experience. 
I'm not the typical politician. I will help all people. All right. Uh, professional experience. Uh, he is a staunch opponent of communism and socialism. However, I will support capitalism and freedoms with all my being. Political systems can change, but America was and it, and it is truly the greatest country in the world. Let's don't let freedom slip away. Um, let's see. Graduated from Washington State University. Degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, helps. He's got a lot of different things in the energy power generation, uh, renewable energy stuff. I actually talked to him a little bit about it at a debate. He's got like, like different patents and things to his name. He's super smart guy. Um, you know, again, though, he jumped into the mix at filing. No one knew who he was. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. When I asked him, why, why the heck would you jump into this race um, right now? when there's so many and he said, man, I was just looking to stir up trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, you know, it's pretty funny. Um, let's see. Lindsay, I'm going to give you Doug white. <clears throat> Alrighty. Doug white. I believe he's the only Democrat. Is that right? Yep. Uh, he's uh, leadership experience. In 16. Um, let's see. He has a family farm. Yakima business owner. Uh, some database, medical treatment, operations manager in Saudi Arabia. Interesting. Global project manager, digital market marketing agency in Hong Kong. Extensive China experience. It's always like, okay. Uh, he's got a BA from Western, MA from San Jose. He's an MIT mentor, digital marketing youth symphony. These are community service things he's done. Global supporting event. Um and then it's his, his statement. So, yeah, and it's a wordy one. So, it looks pretty wordy. You know, if you guys want to read all these statements, just, you know, we'll have a link in the show notes to uh, where the voter guide is. Or, or you might have got one in the mail like me, and you can read it all in here. Or like, like Mark, you know, Mark's muted right now, though. Um, <laughs> or I can't hear you, Mark, for some reason. <laughs> there, how's that? Is that better? There, there you yes. go. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna say I'm old school. Okay, so yeah, no worries. All right, um, Doug. I you know it's actually interesting. I met Doug. I've I've met all these candidates, and I've worked with them a lot in the last probably two months. And while Doug and I probably disagree on a lot of different things politically, uh, he's a very nice man. Um, and you know, I. It would be interesting to see how he does. I told him I wish him the best of luck. So, you know, on the corner of 40th and Summit View ish, somewhere around there, I drive home from work and you see all the Congress signs that are all red, white, and blue. And there's one green one <laughs> and it's Doug White's. Doug's. <laughs> so yeah. It's Doug's. So it just, it's kind of funny that the only Democrat doesn't have the American mm -hmm. colors. It's just an observation. <laughs> Maybe it sticks out more. Uh, Maybe know? that, yeah. With the grass, uh, you wanted to right. blend in with the scenery. Okay. Uh, so the next one is Benicio Benny Garcia the third. Um, uh, Mark, why don't you do this guy? Yeah, sure. It looks like he's got um, Washington State Chapter Republican National Hispanic Assembly State Chairman experience, uh, Ebony Senate representative at Yakima Valley Community College and Yakima County Veterans Coalition Program board member. He's done that for two terms and it looks like he's a retired combat vet. Um, looks at Operation Iraq Freedom uh, 2 with the U.S. Army, uh, 10 years with the United States Department of Agriculture and um, completed a thousand GRH home loans. So it looks like he's uh, from Sunnyside. And um, don't see a whole lot of uh, previous elected uh, experience, you know, statewide or national wide. But um, this is one kid that I have not met yet. So um, what I know about him is right here in the voter's guide. Yeah. You know, Ben is a good dude. Um, I've talked to him a bunch. If you've met him, you know. Yeah. He will, he will talk your ear off. He's a good dude. <laughs> so um, I always tell Ben, 
you 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 could sell paint off the wall. That's how good you talk, man. So, all right, I'm gonna move on to the last two, uh, which is Jared Sessler. So, you know what's interesting about Jared is he's kind of relatively an unknown, but before now, uh, but then not really, just relatively unknown within Pulse. Um, but I was gonna say. What? I've been driving town lately and I feel like Jared is owning the sign game. Um, <laughs> I, I've been like, I mean, I've been very impressed with the sign game. I'm driving around going, Holy crap. There's another sign. There's another Sessler sign over there. Um, so whoever is doing your signs, Jared, they're killing it. So, um, so Jared is an entrepreneur. He's a private citizen, a family man. Uh, he's lobbied on behalf of small businesses. Uh, he believes in, traditional family values, American Liberty. <clears throat> and he's been to DC dozens of times starting in 2004. I, I don't, I don't know why that matters, but he's been there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, the candidate, the candidate has been a Republican precinct committee officer. Um, he's a successful business owner and with hundreds of employees. So, U.S. Army, Navy vet. Sorry, gosh, Navy guys are probably screaming right now. Mm -hmm. Just call them an army. Um, so sorry. And former NASCAR driver. That's why I said what's interesting is he actually was a NASCAR driver. So he's been in different things, just not in politics. Um, so Jared, you know, as he's been going through this, uh, he has he's been owning sign game and been. Uh, just about everywhere that I can find him. So, and, and, that, then, and that happened overnight too. I mean, it was just like boom. There was like signs everywhere. So <laughs> it did. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, and then last but not least is Dan Newhouse, who is the in incumbent. We're not going to spend a ton of time on Dan because you know Dan, and um, you know it's interesting as I think a lot of the guys that are running right now are really just running a lot of them are running because of what dan did in voting to impeach president trump um a lot of these guys they jump race because of that so it's interesting to see what the primary will kind of unfold for uh this race because i don't know if dan's got the support that he thinks he does but we're gonna find out real quickly on august 2nd um so we're going to move on now that we're out of the federal races because there's a lot. I'm not going to do statewide. We're going to jump into county. We're going to keep it local. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to jump to Jacob Tate. Lindsay, why don't you talk about Jacob? Alrighty, Jacob Tate. He is running for. Uh, you're off the top. Was he? Okay, he's the assessor. Yep, the assessor. Um, yep, he has 25 years working for Yakima County. He's got formal education in nuclear power, radiological controls, water chemistry control with the Navy. I said it right. Mm, uh, Appraisal <laughs> programming, systems design, database design, management, management principles, math with uh, statistical modeling. So sounds like he's got a lot of uh, education there. Um, community service. He's a board member for New Year Leaders in Yakima County. And it looks like he's from Yakima. Yeah, and he's the only one running for assessor, so it's pretty easy. But I wanted to show you guys this is what he looks like. So hey, you know, <laughs> you, get, you get to see a face. Sometimes when you're voting for a name, you have no idea who they look, who they are. Um, so well, he's got a good shot at winning, that's for sure. So. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a, a real good shot there. Uh, we'll jump to auditor, and you know, this is again the incumbent. So this is Charles Ross. Um, nothing with charles he's not running against anybody but here's his mug so if you're trying to find who who uh who runs the auditor's office around here this is charles uh he's another navy guy man there's a lot of navy guys here in yakima mm -hmm. um and uh yeah he's been the auditor since 2014 so you know and he was a washington state representative from 2006 to 2014 so this guy's got like 20 something years of um, even more longer than that gosh he was the councilman and mayor of Natchez from 97 so man he's got 25 years of political chops um here so charles ross all right moving on 
Now this is the race that gets interesting. Um, Mark, we're going to start with Clerk, and we're going to start with Misha. I'm going to have you talk this, about Yeah, this should be interesting. So, yeah, Misha, um, the current senior account for Yakima uh, County Clerk, real estate broker with professional realty services, um, local small business owner, uh, 20 years of management and accounting experience, um, and currently manages the clerk's office, uh, budget, and uh, has been an auditing officer for the office. So it looks like uh, she has a little hands-on experience there, um, being in the second command there. And looks like she's got a um, bunch of credentials for her um, uh, degree of arts and science, uh, resolution management, action program training, budget and fiscal management through Institute of Court Management. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, as you'll see the other candidates here this is going to be this is going to be a race to watch yeah i i agree i mean we had misha on at a previous show and she had terrible internet connection uh so again we we're sorry misha it was it was like in and out and not very good but <laughs> here's misha again for everybody you know yeah. um so we're, let's let's see who her competitors are though uh so Lindsay, i'll have you do this one Alrighty, we've got billy Let's see, she's got over 25 years experience in the legal field with civil, real estate, elderly, criminal law. She's been at the clerk's office for the past four and a half years, working as an office specialist and in clerk in court clerk. Uh, she maintains the record of the courts, exhibits working directly with the court administration, the judicial officers, and the jury office. And she assists legal counsel, um, works with other department heads and legal counsel, uh, has a legal assistant certificate, and that's that's what it looks like for Billy. And she's from East Valley High School. Mm -hmm. so, well, gotta like that. You know, that's it's interesting. You have two folks that currently work in the clerk's office running. So, um, you know, trying to clean it up, I guess. And uh, last one here is Deborah. And if I say this last name wrong, I'm sorry, Deborah. But I own one Delatore in my life, so I'm going to say Delatore. If it's wrong, <laughs> sorry. Um, but uh, Deborah Delatore, she is a Republican. So all three of these gals are Republicans, and she's got 30 years as a paralegal with the Yakima County Prosecuting Attorney's Office in Criminal District Court and Corporate Counsel Divisions. She is a Wapato High School graduate, and there's also information in here, um, but that she grew up in Wapato. And she's running. So, you know, as the if we want to, you know, dissect the sign game between the three of these, um, you know, uh, I would say they're pretty much equal as what I've seen around town. But I will say that Billy's signs are probably the easiest ones to read. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. um, let's move on to the corner. And in this race, we have a two-sided Republican throwdown here between Marshall and James Curtis, the incumbent. So we'll start with Marshall Lindsay. Alrighty, uh, he has no elected experience. Is what he's has on here. Um, he's worked as the chief deputy coroner for the last thirteen years. Well, I guess that's experience. And he'll bring hands-on experience <laughs> and knowledge with him when he's elected as the county coroner. He has worked closely with all funeral homes in the Valley, as well as all local and state law enforcement. During this time, I've been involved. he's been involved in investigating over 200 homicides, 500 suicides, and hundreds of overdose deaths and car fatalities. There's no substitute for hands-on experience, he says. Hmm. Yep. You know, there it's you interesting because this is one of those positions as the coroner where you don't actually have to have... You know, it's one of those ones where you think you'd have to have some sort of education or experience or as like a requirement to be the coroner. But nope. <laughs> so um, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, which is, you know, I mean, Mark, if you ever want to run for corner, man, you could do it. Coffee shop um, owner to corner. I don't know if I have the stomach for it. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I w he was heavily involved with the Yakima Sun Kings. It's sad that we don't have the Sun Kings anymore. Mm -hmm. um, CWU Rugby and Church Youth Groups. Huh. Cool. Mm. All right. Oh, my gosh, this website. Hey, uh, County 
auditor uh, Charles need a better website, bro. This is your job. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Jim Curtis. I'll talk about Jim. Jim's the incumbent, and you know he has been the corner since 2019, and you know I've I've talked to him a lot during uh, COVID times because you know as we all know. COVID has been an interesting one in data <laughs> right. uh, and trying to understand what's true and what's not. And Jim has been one of those guys that has always given me honest answers without even having to dig. Um, I haven't had to press. I haven't had to even ask for records. He's just given them straight to me on different things. Um, so I've really appreciated his honesty and his approach um, to things and his willingness to actually investigate things if you didn't know. Um, which there, you know, during COVID, there was a lot of times where he just didn't know, but he got back to me. Um, he was a paramedic since 2002. So he has some experience there with, uh, human bodies, <laughs> so, um, as opposed to, I guess, any other bodies, I don't right. know what other bodies you have, but, uh, and American board of medical legal death investigators since 2019. And his education is hundreds of hours of continuing medical and death investigator education. So, Jim is the incumbent. And, you know, if, if, if he's the guy to keep going, that's, that's what you got to do. Got to vote for there him. You All right, let's see. What do we got left here? Just a few things. Uh, Brusick, prosecuting attorney. He's not running against anybody. Lindsay, what do we know about him? Alrighty. Well, he was uh, elected to the position Yakima County Prosecutor in 2014, took office in 2015, and has was re-elected to serve second term in 2018. Previous to being elected as Yakima County Prosecutor, he worked as Deputy Prosecuting Attorney in Yakima County and Kitsap County for 13 years. He also practiced personal injury, social security, and L&I law. Uh, he has an undergraduate degree in history from the University of Washington and has a Juris Doctor degree from the University of Puget Sound from 88. And that's it about that. that he's our guy. No one else to vote for there. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. He, uh, he graduated um, in 1988. That's when I was born. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, All fun, right. fun times. Um, yeah, <laughs> Brusick, you know, there's no one running against him. I talked to a couple attorneys actually this week. I said, I'm, I'm surprised no one ran against him. And he... And their words were, um, I think he'll have the office until he no longer wants to have the <laughs> office. So I said, all right, then. Um, let's go Sheriff. Sheriff is another one that is just just Sheriff. Sheriff Bob, tell us. <laughs> There's nothing in there. No. Put nothing in it. No. I guess when you're the only guy, you don't have to put a whole lot. But that's what he looks like. So. Yeah. Okay. If you're trying to figure out, and then versus the paper version, the paper, everything's in black and white. So at least you can see um, color on here. Mm -hmm. But uh, not a whole lot. He's got a bachelor's from, uh, you know, the Cougs. So he's a Coug, and uh, he's been the sheriff. <laughs> he's a pretty, pretty simple man. Yeah. He's a straight shooter and tells it like it is. So, yeah. All right. All right, Mark, take Eileen here. For treasurer. Eileen for treasurer. Uh, she served five terms as Yakima County treasurer, uh, so she's incumbent. Uh, you see other service experience. She has a certified governmental invest investment professional, Yakima County assistant treasurer, uh, Yakima County's treasurer county manager, Yakima County treasurer financial systems analysis, uh, and works with Yakima federal savings and loan. Uh, has a BS in uh, administration management science with a minor in computer science. Um, so, yeah, um, got lots of qualifications there. And it uh, looks like she prefers the Republican Party. So, and I don't know if there's anybody running against her. I don't see anything. No, no one's yeah. running against her. I mean, it'd be kind of hard. This gal's been going yeah. as a treasurer since 1986, yeah, it looks like. 20 so. years now, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as the county, but she's yeah. got a lot of experience in this world. Yeah. So um, let's see. Next, again, this website, man. Um, let's see. County Commissioner District 1. So I'm going to take this one since this is my district. 
And actually, I think it's Lindsay's district, too. Um, so this is Amanda McKinney. We had her on the show uh, a little while ago, and she's running unopposed at the time when she was on our show. We didn't know if she would have a, a, a someone running against her. In position one, it's interesting, as all the county commissioners had to rerun this mm-hmm. year because of settlement with uh, One America. And uh, her professional experience, she was a mortgage <clears throat> mortgage banker with uh, Caliber Home Loans owner broker and with Beaumont Mortgage Loans. And she's been a county commissioner for the last two years in District 1. Um, she's got a dual Bachelor of Science in pre-law emphasis in criminal justice and political science emphasis in constitutional law. Which is very interesting that she has a political science emphasis in constitutional law. So she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, licensed mortgage broker. We already talked about all that. Yeah. It's not a whole lot to talk about when you're not running against anybody, but that's what she looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's, okay. let's go to the race. District 2. This one gets a little interesting. We got three people in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle Curtis. Lindsay. Alrighty. So we also had Kyle on the podcast, got to meet him a couple weeks ago. Um, he elected experience Yakima County planning commission elected vice chair. He's on the Yakima homeless coalition city of Yakima community integration committee. Uh, he's a chief financial officer for Ramsey companies, a family business located in Wapato and white Swan ag forestry leadership program alumni. He had, he went to Harvard business school, uh, executive education, has a certificate mm-hmm. in investing to build sustainable communities. He's a bachelor of arts and finance, um, went to university of Washington and is from Ike and then community service. He's Yakima downtown rotary, new leaders of Yakima County, central Washington, Hispanic chamber of commerce, Yakima County development association and Yakima pride. He is, uh, I believe the one who was responsible for painting the sidewalks. Is that right? Downtown. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's part of the group. Yep. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. He also, he didn't put on here, also sits as the treasurer of the Republican Party locally. Um, So I don't know why he didn't put that on there. Mm -hmm. Kyle, why didn't you put it on there? It's right there. Kyle. (laughs) Come on. Um, Let's see. Where am I going? All right. Tony Sandoval. Tony. Mark, you know Tony. I was going to say, maybe I should recuse myself from this one since (laughs) you We ran against each other last year, but uh, yeah, Tony's ran for, I think, about what, three or four races now. and Pretty much um, every race he can run for. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he ran, uh, tried to run, uh, I'm sorry, ran for city council last year in the same race I was in, and uh, we both lost in that one. Um, It looks like he's got a uh, degree in Bachelor of Arts from Wazoo, and he has some community experience uh, service uh, with the historic North Yakima group and uh, various organizations. And so, yeah, Tony's not a stranger to uh, to our election cycle in, in Yakima here. Yeah, you've probably seen his name on the ballot a few, four, yep. five, six, seven times. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he's, he, and he's part of the Democrat Party. So, yeah, um, let's see. Let's jump to the next one. Another familiar, oh, went too far. Uh, another familiar name is uh, Dulce. I, I'm not even going to try to say the last name. Gutierrez, I think. Gutierrez, yeah. There you go. Um, she sat at Yakima City Council, uh, I believe, back in 2015. Mm-hmm. I believe is when she was uh, elected then. Uh, and then she became assistant mayor. Um. <laughs> You know, it talks about here how she delivered for her neighborhoods by improving community centers, parks, streets, alleyways. She also made an impact on public safety, focusing on youth gang prevention and domestic violence reduction. Um, other professional experience is legal aid, helping people become citizens, which that's pretty cool. Um, and Washington State Labor Council. I'm not entirely sure what the Labor Council is. You guys know this? That I do not know for sure. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. She's a Davis graduate. And uh, let's see. She's been from university. Oh, she's a UW. So we've had all these cougars. And then now we have 
are you that person here? Oh, man. Everybody has their faults, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she funded upgrades to Lions Pool, Franklin Pool, Cherry Park, Washington Fruit Community Center, Henry Beauchamp Community Center. She created the Domestic Violence Victims Advocacy Program in her personal life. Dulcie serves on the executive boards of YWCA and OIC of, of Washington. Um, you know, what I've, what I've known about Dulce is she's a hard worker. She even says it down here. <laughs> um, she, she is a hard worker. Uh, she, you know, still even at the city to this day, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, reference Dulce mm -hmm. and the hard work she put in. So, um, Let's move on to the last district of the county, which is District 3. Lindsay, what about old Mr. Ladon? Oh, Ladon. Let's see. Running for commissioner District 3. He's a Yakima County commissioner from 2020 to present. He's a director of medical staff office, compliance officer, human resources for Sunnyside Hospital from 06 to 20. Co-owner, business, personal manager of JL Dairy. I think from 85 to 06 mm -hmm. uh, education. He's a state certified medical interpreter, Spanish. He speaks, has a bachelor's mm -hmm. degree from BYU and went to Granger high school community service. He's the board of directors and state president, Washington state dairy federation, lay leadership in Yakima County, the church of Jesus, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Truancy board, Sunnyside Dist school district. He's got a bunch basketball <laughs> coach, miss Sunnyside, miss Yakima County organizations and downtown yakima rotary so there you go there he is and he is the there incumbent is. and uh last year he ran against uh autumn torres and uh because of how the redistricting went autumn couldn't actually run against him again this year so yeah. um that was so, a close race too I mean, like it was 80, yeah. 80 some votes i believe so uh, yeah. 66 66 yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, I mean, Matt, what, the the lawsuit was that Dulce was kind of a part of that. Is that right? Dulce Gutierrez. Yeah, I think she led the. Group? I think she led the charge with uh, One America and a bunch of other folks okay. that are a part of that group. But yeah, Dulce definitely led the. Yeah, led the okay. charge, which actually created the district two. That is where she's running. Um, district two, tip it was not just the city of Yakima uh, before. And now it is, is pretty mm -hmm. much the city of Yakima and a little mm -hmm. bit of Union Gap. So, um, so LaDon Lindy's competitor is Steve Saunders. So Mark, what do we know about Steve? Steve, he's got a lot of experience. He's a retired, um, army command sergeant, uh, major veteran, uh, 30 years experience. Uh, he's got a whole list of, um, medals and honors that he's won and accomplished. And, um, Got a lot of community service with the veterans, you know, veterans of foreign wars, Yakima warriors, special forces, ranger associations, Yakima County emergency management. And um, um, I like, I, li I was just reading his statement and like the, the first sentence is, I'm a servant warrior um, who has planned, trained and responded to many community services. So I think a lot of, um, a lot of uh, lecture officials forgets, you know, uh, who they're serving. And so it's pretty cool to read something like that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because like, I think the community service part where it says Yakima warriors, it, yeah. it's spelled differently for on purpose. It's the Yakima yeah. tribe. Yeah. Um, and uh, so this guy is a, he is, he's well known in that area. And uh, so it'd be interesting to see how he does. Um. Let's see. I think that's it because I'm not going to go through all these precinct committee officers. This I don't know them all, so sorry. Um, yeah. Well, that's fun. You guys, uh, if you know, if you if you wanted the audible version of this book, you, you just got it. You just got color. <laughs> <laughs> well, colorful commentary in between there, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so um, I do want to talk about though. You know, if if we go quickly. Oh, shoot. What the heck happened? There we go. Uh, if we go quickly on this is in each race, I want you guys to tell me. So who is your pick? Okay. Ooh. Right. This is this is like, you know, if you've watched like NFL countdown on Sunday morning and it's like the Seahawks and Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, man. Who, who are you picking? You're right? blind signed to me. Okay. That's good. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, All right. 
Okay, here we go. So We're Congress, just... District Four. Lindsay. Okay. It's been it's been tough because I feel like Culp and Gibson were my two top. Um just from watching the debates, but I, I I'm gonna kinda go with Sessler just because I think he, he probably has the best chance. And I watched one of his ads. I know. I watched his ad today where he's walking backwards and saying, We're going backwards. And I'm like, Yes. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Sessler. But uh, those other two I'm open to. Okay. Mark. Okay. I think Lauren Culp has the experience and the background of running a race. So I think he might be like a dark horse or underdog in this competition here. Um, sessler has been doing campaign and setting this up for over a year now. So he's got a lot of stuff in motion. Um, and of course the incumbent always has the advantage. Um, shoot. Um, okay. I'm buying time here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Corey. Oh, another curveball. You didn't even mention Corey. You know, I'm going to say, I, I think he's, um, he's younger than all the rest of them. And I think he's going to appeal to some more voters. Um, he's, he's a little bit different. So we'll see. I like him the, like personally the most. I think yeah. he's the most personable. Yeah. Yeah. So I first have to say, this is not an endorsement of any of these candidates. Okay. So, because uh, I'm just going to tell you, I like all you guys. Um, I think you're all, doing a great job i think other than dan newhouse who never returns my phone calls <clears throat> um uh but uh everyone else even doug white who answers emails and responds to me um and talks and is very friendly uh i will just say that this is not an endorsement of any one of these <laughs> candidates okay because um i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings as you know my pick and and to be honest with you this is a very hard one for me um, because I truly believe that this is a very tight race um, and we've kind of diluted it on the Republican side with having so many people mm -hmm. run. Um, so I'm going to throw a huge curveball, a big one. And, and it's not because I don't like Corey and it's not because I don't like Lauren or Brad or Jasek or Jared um, and Doug or Ben, because I do. <clears throat> but... I'm going to have to go with Jasek. I'm going to throw a complete curveball. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to have to. And, and, it's, and it's only because the couple things that he said at the last debate, I was like floored at how knowledgeable he was on actual things dealing with China. And I think that's one of our huge uh, geopolitical threats that we have um, going forward. And, you know... I think he would be uh, he would do a great job at figuring that stuff out. Not saying any of those guys wouldn't do that either. Um, you know, my heartstrings say go for Corey or Jared Sessler. My who's actually got the best shot is probably Lauren Culp, <laughs> right? Right, right. Well, that's so, a, it's undisputed that he's the warrior. You might remember. Yeah. People's champion. Oh, that's uh, what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, and I just threw a complete curveball. So, you know, again, it's not an endorsement. So, if Corey, if you're listening, or Brad, or Jared, you're like, what the freak, Matt? You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. it's not an endorsement. I still like all of you guys, and I think you'd all do a great job. All right. So, are we going to revisit this after the election and we see will. how we did? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I'll probably lose this vote. Um, so, what, what is the winner? Uh, how? Yeah. I think we should like a little, yeah. So Mark wager on this, Mark, right? Mark said Lauren. Lindsay <laughs> said Jared. I thought he said. I thought he, I, he said Gibson. Oh no, I, you I, said, I said Gibson. Corey. That's right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I said, I said Lauren's got the experience in doing this. I will. We'll see if he if he can carry through. All right. So Gibson, Sessler, and Jasek. I don't think right. Jasek's got a shot in the dark. But hey, you know what? That's that's my pick. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go to county. county. We're not going to talk about these incumbents. All right, clerk, Lindsay. Well, we got? got to we got to meet Misha, so obviously I like her most because she came on the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> she she's my front runner. You know, gonna come talk to the people. I'm gonna like you. I Mark. am. I'm gonna second that one too. 
Oh, uh, man, we got two just, for Misha. Well, yeah, just because um, the experience and uh, the education and stuff, I think I think she's got this. Yeah. I, too, am going to go with Misha. Um, I've only talked to Misha. Uh, I did offer to the other candidates um, at the last Republican board meeting if they wanted to come on the podcast, then feel free to give me a holler. And none of them did. So um, there you go. You know, if you're listening and you're upset that you didn't get to come on, <laughs> you can still come on. Just give me a call. Um, but uh, Misha did, even though we had horrible technical problems, she did try. And yeah. I have met Misha at a couple different things. And <clears throat> she's a go getter. So uh, corner. Who do you got, Lindsay? Uh, I'm going to go with Jim. Jim. Mm hmm. All right. Mark. I don't know a lot about him. It just seems right. Why do we? Why do we have to vote for a corner? Anybody know? <laughs> I'm just I curious. Know. I'm, I'm curious. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with Marshall. Oh, changing it up. Uh, yep. All right. I'm going with Jim too. So you guys got to mark these down for me <laughs> so we remember. Uh, oh, don't worry. I keep in track of mine right here. All right. All right cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, we already know Amanda's got this one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, District two. Two Dems, one Republican. What do you guys got? I'm going for Kyle. Obviously, I'm going for Kyle. He also came on the show. I really like the guy. Okay. I'm going to have to go with Kyle as well. Man, two Kyles. Yeah. You know, I guess I'm going to have to go with Kyle as well. <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know if I, I – I don't even get to vote on this, to be honest with you. I'm not in this district. So – I don't really care who wins this race, but <laughs> um, I did think Kyle had, uh, you know, he, he was on the show. Uh, I did reach out to Dulce uh, to be on the show. She never responded back to us. So, um, you know, would have loved to have had you on here. You can still come on uh, after the primary if you want. Um, all right. District three, the incumbent, Lindy or Saunders? What do you got, Lindsay? Well, I was just walking down the road on Saturday and Steve didn't even know who I was, came up to me and he goes, hi, I'm Steve. <laughs> he just met me and he was like the friendliest guy. I loved, I just love meeting him. So Steve, obviously I I'm even calling him Steve. Like we're friends now. <laughs> Best buds. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, how about you? I have to agree with uh, Lindsay and uh, Steven's Steve's a guy. Yeah. So full disclaimer, I'm running Steve's campaign. So, <sighs> I have to vote for Steve because he's my guy, yeah. um, but because uh, he'd probably fire me otherwise. Um, but uh, Steve is going to be coming on the show. And LaDon, that's not to bash you at all. Uh, if you want to come on the show, please let me know. You're more than welcome. So you need to come on the same show. Yeah. little little debate go. right on mm -hmm. there. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be that. fun. Um, let's see. That's it. There's no more on there. That's all nice. right. Man, that's a, that that was just like that was NFL blitz <laughs> style right there, guys. All right, I'm gonna stop screen sharing. Now we're all big here again. All right, all right, we're gonna move on. Now that we've full fully briefed you on the election. Uh, we're gonna try to shorten this last part up a little bit. But uh, so, guys, I have bad news though. So our airport in Yakima, a lot of business owners have been kind of upset. <clears throat> Because in this fall, we're going to one, one flight a day coming out of Yakima. Uh, you guys probably all got the uh, little flyer from Pasco. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of rubbing it in our noses. Yeah. I, I kind of want to tell the city manager of Pasco, who lives in Yakima, by the way, uh, why'd you do that, man? You just like rubbed it in my nose <laughs> that your airport's better than mine. Um, but uh, so they're going to one. And, you know, it's not because Yakima is not filling those flights. That's the sad part. It's the fact that they don't have pilots. Mm -hmm. So they're having a hard pi uh, pilot problem. But so a lot of folks in the community have been bringing up the idea, business community for one. And Amanda McKinney uh, brought up actually in her interview on with the Yakima Herald is to create a port district. And some people ask, what the heck is a port district? Um, what, what do you guys know about what a port district is? 
that me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to, I mean, from what I know, uh, it's, it's going to be as much as I don't like to add layers of government to stuff, you know I mean? Cause government really doesn't really do anything efficiently or well, but what the, uh, port authority or port district does is create, um, a government agency, uh, that has power to collect taxes and, um, uh, do levies, I believe, and all for the purpose of um, creating an economic environment or developing economic growth in a certain area. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think overall, in a nutshell, that's what that is. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one because we we yeah. in our county right now we have Sunnyside and Grandview, I believe, are actually important districts. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, like. The, the, I, I think the original idea of a port district is to actually, um, you know, help development, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at Grandview and Sunnyside, when they put their port districts in, it's taken. It's taken 20-something years, 25, 30 years to actually see uh, full-scale development like they've wanted down there. Um, now, the other piece of it is it does cost taxpayers more money in taxes, Right. So depending on where you live and how they structure the port district, um, you could be paying up to 45 cents per per thousand of your assessed land value more yearly. And that goes directly to the port district. So to my opinion, I, you know, I ran on a campaign pledge of no new taxes, period. End of story. Don't ask me. Don't pass go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Right. right. Um, and this is, a, in my opinion, a terrible time to try to push this thing um, because people are where are they hurting right now <laughs> in their pocketbooks? Right. Gas, their home value is shot through the roof for other reasons. I mean, I was talking to an elderly person who's on a very fixed income and he's like, dude, if my property tax goes up again, like it did last year, I, I will lose my home. I own it outright, but I will lose it because I cannot afford the property tax. Um, and so I think that's a, a, a big piece. The other piece is jurisdiction. So when I was looking up port districts and understanding how they fully function, uh, I mean, they would actually act as almost a municipality, like a city of Yakima or a mm -hmm. city of, you know, of Sunnyside. And they would have uh, by default, I believe it's three commissioners, um, they're called port commissioners that are elected to serve this new municipal corporation called the port district, which is inside the county, which could be also inside the city. And it starts really convoluting the jurisdictional grounds of what in the world. I mean, I was trying to figure out, could a port district have its own police force? City of Yakima does. We're a municipality, right? I have no idea. I couldn't figure I couldn't answer that question yesterday. Um, but uh, the one thing is, is the reason why I think a lot of people want it, right, is to create more revenue so that they could make the airport better, right? Expand it, bring in more business, bring in bigger flights, all of that stuff. But the reality is, is that the city of Yakima would have to be on board with that. Right. Because we actually own the airport. So it's a it's a weird dynamic. I'm not sure how it's going to work out. What are you guys thoughts? I just don't really like the thought of adding any more financially to anybody right now. So it seems like something that we should deal with. Maybe kick the can down the road to when we're in a better time economically. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's complex and it could take a long time and it's more money and taxes. I, it's just something I, I'll drive to Pasco. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> the the hour and fifteen minutes is not that bad. It's only an hour from Moxie, yeah. so yeah, that's true. I, I guess that depends a lot too on how they define you know the boundaries of the port district itself because it's not you know just the entire city because um, it can include um, other infrastructure you know railway and roadways and stuff like that. So. Um, and I don't know if they could put in a um, 
an exemption for like retirees or something. I know some states, you know, you reach a, you know, you're 65 and your property taxes don't go up or don't go up as much as anybody else's and something like that could be put in there. I would, you know, uh, wholeheartedly support that. But I think, I think Yakima has been very stagnant over the last, I don't know, decade or two, as far as, you know, basic infrastructure developments, you know, downtown uh, has been very minimal. Uh, and I would think if, if it's done right, I think a port district would help, uh, would help growth and, um, and in turn would hopefully, you know, create more jobs and you know, higher paying jobs in Yakima, which would, I think would benefit everybody. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have to see what happens. We'll see, you know, how, how it keeps, you know, I'll, I'll keep you guys, we'll, we'll keep you guys here on the show, uh, informed on what, what comes of it. I know, I know this week, actually, I believe, um, either one or two of the commissioners are actually visiting different port districts around the state, mm -hmm. kind of seeing what works, what didn't work. Um, so I guess we'll kind of wait and see where we're at. Yeah. Um, let's move on and we're going to wrap up the show after this bit is so there is a group in town that is running an elected mayor petition for the city of Yakima. <clears throat> and so I'm going to say, I'm not going to make a whole bunch of comments on this because I'm a city council member and it could get me in big trouble with probably the guy that I employ <laughs> my city manager. Um, but I do want to say that the elected mayor petition, I just want to clarify what an elected mayor is. So a lot of people, I mean, I think you, Lindsay, you were saying, I thought we had an elected mayor. Um, well, we all think that, <laughs> right? Um, so like right now, how city of Yakima is structured is we're a council manager form of government, which means we have a bunch of council members and then we have, we have hired a city manager who handles all of the day-to-day -day operations of the city who is only accountable to the uh, city council. Right. And, and, but city council can't hire or fire any of his staff. Like it's, it's really just him, right. Or her, whoever it is. And so an elected mayor, cause we're like, well, Yakima has a mayor. You're right. We do, but it's, just the council basically voted and said, so in this room right now, right? So we have Matt, we have Mark, and we have Lindsay, and we could say, all right, Lindsay, you're going to be the person who runs the meeting. Lindsay, you're the mayor. That's what you're going to do. That's basically what Yakima has right now. That's, that's all the mayor does is run the meetings on Tuesday nights at City Hall and does some ceremonial stuff throughout town. And so... When people hear elected mayor, the other side uh, of the aisle, the the Democrat side, the left side, like to say, well, that's going to take representation away <laughs> from the people. Um, well, if you have an elected mayor, it actually restores representation because now all of the city departments actually respond to someone who's elected to serve that position. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I, a lot of it's over my head <laughs> because I do feel like what I don't understand what ha what happened to the mayor we already have. Is this like a whole new thing? Is our mayor gone? Is this just in addition to the mayor we have? It's very complicated to me. <laughs> it's uh, I am I guess I'm very strongly opinionated about it, and the reason why is right now. Uh, with the current form of a city manager that we have in Yakima, um, there, as a citizen, uh, individual voter, I have no say in this person's um, job. In other words, if they're doing something terribly wrong or bad for Yakima or something I don't like, there's no way for me to voice my opinion where it counts. I can't vote this person out. I can't vote an alternative person in that I would like to see represent Yakima. Uh, so basically, our our city manager right now uh, only has to answer to the city council. I, I mean, um, and so 
only has to make four people happy on what he's doing for his job or what he's not doing for his job. And, um, you know, and I guess another point I have to make is, you know, does anybody know our, our, our mayor's or city manager's name? Um, what has he done for Yakima in the last year or two? That he, I think he's been in, uh, in term for two years now. Um, going on three, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, it's, it's a position that I don't, I don't see the, the city manager uh, feeling obligated to do what's best for Yakima, especially because a lot of the uh, city managers we've had have been um, picked from uh, cities from, you know, hundreds or even thousands of miles away from Yakima and just brought in to manage uh, the city of Yakima. And I think uh, having somebody that's uh, removed from Yakima, we're losing out on some potential um, experiences and knowledge of our valley that would benefit, you know, Yakima as a whole and in running the city. And, and if that person screws up, they're held directly responsible by the voters. And I think that's, um, that's something that we've given up uh, by doing the, the city manager uh, method that we have. Well, and to be clear too, it wouldn't get rid of council members. Right. So there'd still be. No, I know. Yeah, exactly. You want to keep that because the city, the, the, the district council people that, you know, that's your representation of your neighborhood or your district. And right. and whereas the, the, the city, the mayor does, you know, encompasses the entire city. So, yeah. So it's interesting because it actually gives you more representation. Right. Yeah. It gives you more power. It gives you more control. It, it it gives you a chance to voice your opinion on how somebody's doing their job or not doing their job. Right now, you don't have that. Uh, you know, in my district, you know, as far as city council, I can vote for a city council person, but I have no direct say in in the city manager. Right. So, needless to say, Mark. They can find those petitions where? Right down at your shop, right? Well, they, yeah, we happen to have a couple of them right there. So, And if you need a pen, I got one for you there, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so if this mayor petition works out, you go down to Mac Daddy Coffee Roasters, um, which is down where, Mark? Where is it at? 28 North 1st Street. Yeah, check yeah. them out. Sign your name away. Uh, you know, put that on there. Get a coffee, um, you know. And but, I think the uh, petition is just to get that that measure on the ballot. It's not making, correct. yeah, it's just giving the the people of Yakima the opportunity to vote on that option. Uh, right. So, it, so vote. You know, sign that petition doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it means it gives the the um, ballot on the the measure on the ballot. Yeah, Mark, Mark. The way Mark you talked about it, that really helped. I think that yeah. makes a lot more sense. And also, I'd like to say that you guys have wonderful coffee. Thank I'm you. Very opinionated about that. It. So, <laughs> thanks. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up because um, we've been going for a long time now. Um, so, I'm going to mention uh, our partners, and we just mentioned Mac Daddy Coffee Roasters because we have Mark here, but he is one of our show sponsors as well. So he's kind of double dabble in it today. Uh, Mark, thank you again for uh, sponsoring the show. We couldn't do this without your help. Oh, um, hey. Thanks for having me on. It was my pleasure. And I'll keep track of our, our picks from the, for the primary. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you probably have more winning picks than I do on some of those. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, go down and get a coffee over at Mark's place and tell them that, you know, we sent you and, you know, I'm waiting to hear from Mark, how many people actually go down and get coffee and say that, um, probably not many, but Hey, hopefully some, <laughs> It doesn't take a lot to get on the ballot this this uh, this election. I think it's only about twenty three hundred signatures. Not not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, the other partner we have is uh, Center for Self Governance. They don't actually pay us to talk about anything with them, uh, but it's really just if you're looking to try to figure out how to get involved and learn how to be politically motivated and knowing what you're doing and uh, not wasting your time go take their classes. Um, I, it's not a waste of time, but actually really teaches you um, what you need to know to be po politically involved and being, 
involved to a point where you're not wasting your time. I hate wasting people's time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. And how do you support the show? You can find us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash accurate perspective, uh, there's a bunch of tiers on there. I had a few people actually comment. Uh, there is a tier where you can actually go out to lunch with the team. Are you kidding me? So we can take Matt Brown out to lunch. And I said, it's not just Matt Brown. It's also Lindsay. It's also Dave Mullen. Maybe he doesn't show up as much. So you know, maybe we'll take Mark instead. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know. I'll be nice. I promise. Right. And, uh, but there is a tier on there that is that, um, but there's also a bunch of others. Anything that you guys can do helps um, support the show. Mm. Um, with advertising, blogs, all of the fun stuff that we've been trying to bring you guys. Um, and if you can't do that, uh, follow us on Facebook, find us on uh, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, leave us a review. Um, hopefully it's a good review, not a bad review. If it's a bad review, just email me instead. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but leave us some good reviews, uh, but find us on there, subscribe, share it with your friends and family. And, yeah, I think that's about it, guys. You got anything else to say for the good of the order? No, I am good. I, I just want to say thanks again. It was a blast. Yeah. Well, in the next episode, I will say we're going to have Jim Walsh on. He's coming remotely into here, just like all of us. But we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about schools in Washington State, and Jim's going to help us unpack a lot of things that have been going on at the legislature. And a lot of things that have been impacting parents all across our state and also in Yakima and what you can do. Um, also, Lindsay reminded me. Thank you, Lindsay, um, because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with anybody out there. Uh, these are just my views. So anything you see on this show or online, uh, this is my disclaimer to all those listening is that this is my view in my position at Yakima City Council District 6, not the entire city of Yakima and not the whole council. So if you don't like what I had to say today, I'm sorry. That's it. It's just all <laughs> I got to say. So I'm sorry. Um, but it is my disclaimer. Um, this is not the opinion of the majority of the council. So um, I have to say that. Uh, for all sorts of fun legal reasons. But anyways, uh, you guys have a great day. Enjoy the hot summer. It's finally here. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye.